discussing them. Recycling out the old. And it also is able to look. Here, the Brian Woodrow. Good morning, and welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. There we go. <laughs> I'm Tamara McDaniel, and uh, we are at Prairie Gardens at the corner of Springfield and Duncan in Champaign. Opening bright and early at 8 a.m. Right at the end of our show, so you can get your questions in and then come shopping. We have our experts standing by, including Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. And good morning, Steve Brown. Hi, Tamara. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm glad you could join us with uh, all the rain. Oh, thanks. And yeah, seriously. On. He didn't have to get his boat out or anything, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, well, not yet anyway. Well, I'm glad you could join us because of all the rain. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, I drove very carefully, as slowly sure and carefully as I could. I'm I sure don't you did. like driving in bad weather. <laughs> well, I think we're all pretty fortunate. And yes. boy, did our gardens need that rain. Oh, my gosh, yeah. This yeah. is exactly the kind of rain we needed, too. Just exactly. Just kind of soaks in nicely instead of running off and going somewhere else. Okay. I was just really glad that uh, we at least didn't have frozen ground when we were getting all of this. Because the last time we got this amount of rain, we did. And it really backed up. (laughs) Frozen ground. Yeah. I always pray for a hard freeze in the middle of August to get rid of everything, but it never happens. (laughs) I was just like interested in why. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that prayer is not answered. No, never. The middle of August? Not ever. You're brutal. When I'm really tired of of taking care of stuff. Yeah. Let's get it out of here. If you're done with it, everybody's got to be done with it. By golly, that's right. Wow. (laughs) Too funny. 356-9397 is our phone number, or you can text your questions to us at 351-5357. Before I leave today, I have to get some mums and pumpkins. However, I have to decide what am I going to buy today and what am I going to buy on Friday at the special event that you're at having. At the Taste of Fall event. Yes. So we have our second Taste of Fall event that's coming this Friday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Fun, fun, fun. And it's a special event. Actually, the store will close at 5 o'clock and then we'll reopen it from 6 to 8. And if you'd like to be and join us, we'd love to have you. And everybody who... Uh, joins us is going to be donating to Champaign County CASA. Yes. And it's a, a fantastic group in the community, and you can go to uh, casaforkids.org if you want to find out more information about what they do here in Champaign County. Um, but it's just a phenomenal group. And th- Friday evening, then, uh, if you want to join us, it's an RSVP, and there's a $5 note donation required per person to attend. And we're going to have... All of that is going to... 100% Casa. of that's going to Casa, plus Prairie Gardens will donate 10% of its sales that night. That's great. For, for those couple hours. And so we're going to have a lot of people shopping fall and having fun inside the store. There's going to be so much of our food tasting uh, gourmet food area over there opened up, and they're going to be sampling all kinds of dishes that they've made. And, of course, those are all free. There'll be complimentary beverages and sangria, and there's going to be some demonstrations, and it's just a whole fun evening. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for yeah, a couple yeah. hours. And a lot of fun last year. It sounds even better this year. Good. So, well, I just, I mean, amongst other things, I love the uh, chance to sample some of the food items that you have over here in, uh, in I know. that section. It is fun, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, that's what that, oh, that's really good. Okay, I got to get some <laughs> of that. Yeah, I, and I think they're going to have, I don't want to say everything on display and sampling, but they're going to have a lot, a lot. A ton of it. Yeah, that's they're great. putting a lot of energy behind it. So it's fantastic. So if you want to find out more about it, go to prairiegardens.com. And you can see how to buy your ticket and uh, 
and join us that evening. That's great. And uh, we'll have Mike Hale on later this morning, and he'll be able to tell us a little bit more about CASA. Ah, awesome. He's on That's fantastic. Mr. El Presidente. El Presidente. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Mr. Mr. In the Morning is what I call uh, him occasionally. One of those. <laughs> but <I'll, laughs> no, he's known as Mike in the Morning. So, okay. you know. I know. Yeah, morning okay. people, you know. Moving right along. <laughs> So I mentioned the mums and the pumpkins, but and and they are stunning and truly catch your eye when you first pull up to the store. But you have so many new items inside the store and in the greenhouses. Uh, it, there's so much color right now. But I, it, people have been asking for several weeks. Pansies, they're here. I didn't realize pans. I guess I'm still learning my seasonal f- annuals. Is, are they, are, they're an annual, they're cool- right? An an- well, ish. Fall. Okay. <laughs> it's they're a cool weather crop, and usually the heat is what makes them go away. Oh, so, so. They, f- they flourish in the spring when oh. it's cooler, and they flourish in the fall when it's cooler. I've actually had customers tell me they've had pansies blooming underneath snow cover. So I don't know how you could see that, but you know, wow. I believe them with a broom. <laughs> oh, there you go brush it off no, yeah, they, they look fantastic and oh yeah and th- such a variety of colors there's the ones with the splotchy throats whether it's mixed or you know reds or oranges or yellows and the whites br- the bronzy ones yeah. i love those and then there's the, the ones that have the clear throat they don't have the the blotch inside uh, and they're just a, they're fantastic whether you use them plant them in the ground or whether you mix them in the combo pots with some of the ornamental peppers and kale and cabbage and oh they look asters. fabulous in combo pots i love that absolutely love them yeah. So you can put them anywhere you want. Nice. And then speaking of the combo pots, pots you have a lot of um, beautiful ornamentals in, including like the peppers and some kale, I think I yeah, saw. Yeah, there's cabbage and kale, lots of cabbage and kale, and some Swiss chard. Looks lovely. So You know, and this would be the kind of thing with all the weather, all the rain outside, you'd be like, I can't do anything out in my yard. If you haven't changed out some of your pots and containers for a fall look, yeah. you could actually do that today. Yep. So if you have a well-drained potting mix, it's not going to hurt if you're pulling old things out and putting new things in and just That's sweep exactly. off the porch or patio. And, and That's you... exactly what I wanted to do today. It's like you're reading my mind. Well, it's, it's easy. I mean, a gentle sprinkle like that, yeah, I'd be out there in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's just beautiful out. I love this kind of rain. Because you can be out. You don't have to worry about lightning. Lightning and thunder. Yeah, that's like, no, don't. Just listen to it. Watch it. Yes. Be out in it today. Absolutely. I understand that. Yes. In fact, I love being in the greenhouses in the back prairie gardens. I love hearing the rain beating down on the roof. (laughs) It's just something soothing about it. You come and listen to it all day long. Well, yeah. Yeah. If if it's a light sprinkle, it's great. Yeah, it is. (laughs) If it's heaven, you're trying to talk to a customer, it's a little bit harder. You're screaming at people. Not that you don't do that. I'd never sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Lose your voice. Yeah, all that. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. And the chrysanthemums. Oh my gosh, we're starting to get color in finally. It's just fabulous. Yes, they're just they're just starting to open up. Those yellows. Well, the yellows have been open for for a while, but there's you know that that's that screaming color. You know, you can zoom by it. Yes. I set a speed limit the other day last week, and I don't want to do that this week because I was made fun of. I don't go that slow. <laughs> I think I said 60 mile an hour color or something like that. It's like, uh, you don't go that slow. How would you know? Are you talking out of town or in town? Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. 60 mile an hour color. I like that. It, That's how it, bright and yellow these chrysanthemums yellows, are. Yellows you can see from a great distance. You know, it's just it's one of those colors that just screams at you. Yeah. So Pulls your looking, eye in. If you're looking for that kind of bright 
cheer me up kind of thing. Yellow yes. it. We got them. Yes. Yeah, it's funny when you. I, and I'd say the the mums are like a lot of other things where I look at it and say, oh, that's my favorite color today. <laughs> uh, and then you exactly. look at that one, that's my favorite color exactly. today. Because <laughs> whether it's the reds or the different orange and bronze tones that are out there oh, or yes. salmons and, and even the purples. Um, she had some of the large. It was our second largest size. So you, you could, I could almost get my arms around this one. Almost. And uh, it was the, I don't know if it was Pobo Lavender, but it's a, it was a very deep purple very bright almost pure i don't remember which lavender we have so many beautiful colors <laughs> yeah just gorgeous um but anyway these are mums that are grown here at prairie gardens and yeah. linda did a phenomenal job yes, on them again did. They're and, also healthy and then if and you can't decide there's the pots with two or three colors in it those are pretty fun <laughs> that's great yeah because i it is hard to decide yeah it is yeah, yeah. so mums starting at 14 or i'm sorry 497 497 and then yeah. they go on up to 797 hey you need three people to put it in the back of your suv yeah or truck exactly where yeah. are those oh they're out they're there everywhere <laughs> tell me everywhere <laughs> well not well, let's everywhere say, there. yeah you won't put those at a normal shopping cart <laughs> no you don't yeah. no. so every size in between so that's kind of fun. And like you said, all the com- the components to mix your own pots and containers. Again, Absolutely. if you want something to do outside today, light rain, or if you have a card- covered porch and you're going to stay dry and you say, oh, i got to do something, uh, change out those summer containers into some fresh fall looks and be easy to do and pick Marianne's brain and say, hey, how about this and how about that? Some days that doesn't take long. But, uh, yeah, we have that Mona Lavender. That's really lovely. Rudbeckias, the annual Rudbeckias. There's just so much color out there. It's just crazy. So it's it's fun to put that stuff together. Yeah. Boy, talk about freshening up the look of your home. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Just had a, a, a guy in yesterday doing that. He had a pickup truck, and he loaded it with mums. You look down in that bed of the truck, and it was like, that's so awesome. Just yeah. ought to plant them here. But, no, he was going to put them in the ground. He said, this ought to make the ha- front of the house look different. I said, uh, oh, yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about mums for in the landscape for a yes. minute. So these, I always call these mums garden mums. Okay. And technically they're winter hardy as a perennial. But they need special treatment if you're going to have a better chance of them overwintering. And you can find some climates or little microclimates, if you will, uh, special planting areas and maybe some things that the peop- the gardeners have done. And they've overwintered year after year after year. And then some other people will plant them in a maybe not quite the same environment, maybe not take the same steps to help them overwinter. Or maybe they don't even care and they basically serve as an annual. And certainly in a potter container, they're going to be treated like an annual and just a blast of color and not worry about trying to have it come back. Yep. But if you really, really wanted this mom to have the best chance of coming back as a perennial for next year, what would you do, Marianne? Well, I think there's two options I have. If I'm leaving it in a container, I'll take that container after it's all done. I'll take that container into my um, unheated garage or some kind of space like that where it gets cool but not cold doesn't go back and forth and keep it watered through the winter which may be once a month you know really? it's not not huge amounts of water but some just to keep it uh, viable but the section the second option would be to uh, if you're putting them in the ground um, when they're finished blooming do not cut the plants back but mulch up over the entire plant and then in the spring you cut it back and hopefully you've got the plant still living. And use a lightweight Great. mulch, like a shredded bark mulch, versus a heavy soil-type mulch. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't want to use compost or topsoil or anything like that. You'd want to use a shredded 
like he said, bark or something. The more How more, tall? the merrier, the deeper, the better. Yeah. And you're not going to do that until after it's kind of turned brown, after and you've had a couple hard freezes. In December, like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, when you don't have anything else to do, they have a very usually sh- when it happens. Right. Very, very right. shallow root system, and they tend to heave and pop out of the ground, so they're a very fibrous root system, so the mulch certainly helps do that and keeps that done. And, and as far as cutting it back, you know, the natural canopy of the, of the top helps protect the plant. And they have a hollow stem, and, and if you cut it back, then you can have some of the cold air infiltrate the plant and kill out inside. So I think by leaving everything intact and just mulching it on top, um, hmm. and don't worry about crushing or breaking the top at that point in time, just right. pile what, it on. And what? how tall do they get? What's their maximum height? You know, I don't know if there is one. It really depends upon the variety so much. I'd say more often in the landscape, you'll see them be, if it's a perennial mum, in that 30-inch range probably. Right. Uh, give or take six inches, uh, but somewhere in that range. Depends on whether you're pinching them back or not. Uh, if they're container grown, you'll see some that are 10 or 12 inches tall. It depends on size of container. It just depends. I haven't said that in so long. <laughs> this is true. And it, So the ones that Steve was talking about that you takes three people to carry, those are going to be probably two feet tall easily, well, don't you say? In the container right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking about in the ground, in the landscape. If you were well, treating if, as a perennial. If yeah. you're putting that into the ground, then you're, that's about the height that you're going to have this year Okay. out of the container. So, you know, you're talking about some substantial mulching. Right. So, but that's okay because it, it's kind of an interesting thing in the wintertime. And they're really big ones. I wouldn't plant in the ground necessarily because they're hard, hard, harder to handle. Oh, yeah, Pull out are. of the pot and you don't want to break them. This yeah. or that. I just enjoy them in the container as yeah. they are. But if I was going to put them in the landscape to try and have them as a perennial, that 497 size or that 797 size that we've got out there would be ideal for yeah, that. Yeah, would. Absolutely perfect. Bi- lots of big show for this year. And then, again, follow the the, uh, the suggestions that Marianne made as far as overwintering them to have them come right. back the next year. Yep. Again, we're discussing chrysanthemums. and How much, do, like, full sun, part shade, what do they want? Depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to just have a blast of color in the pot or the container, they can be pretty darn flexible, although they would like That's at least nice. a couple, three hours of sun. Yeah. And just enjoy them. And in, in some ways, you might get them to even show color a little bit longer if they had two or three hours of sun because they're not going to, if it, if it gets warm again, they're not going to get as stressed with the heat. Mm. But if you really want them to be in the ground and coming back as a perennial, they want full sun. So a half a day of full sun or more. So I'd say a minimum of five or six hours of full sun okay. for them to do well. Good to keep in mind. Three five six nine three nine seven. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. Uh, not to change the subject, but go ahead. All the color around us right now, we have bulbs like crazy. I'm glad you brought it, that up. Isn't this just fabulous? Fall bulb yeah. season, hard to imagine. Yep, yeah. I know. Must be time for Jack to come. It will be. I think it, it's like October sixth or seventh, eighth, oh, somewhere in that far range. Away. Yeah, it's coming up before you know it. <laughs> well, I think I even saw that we have some paper whites in. So there, I know somebody was asking about forcing bulbs a couple of weeks ago. So we have those. I did. I those would imagine a the amaryllis will be what two weeks or three weeks out. Yeah, yeah. But they'll be here before Jack is in, in early October. But there is a fabulous selection right now. So if you want to get exactly what you want, here it is. Oh, yeah, like those Peter Stuyvesants that I brag about. Yes. Uh, the uh, hyacinths. Yes. I, I mean, they went so quickly. 
I, I came back like the very next Saturday, and I was so glad that I had grabbed a bag <laughs> because they're all, gone. I'm sure all your groupies heard you talk about it, and they said, well, we want to be like that. Oh, is that yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's it. <laughs> okay, so. Were they about the color of these witches' legs? Is this about yes. the same color blue? Yes. So standing they in were. for John today? Yeah. I love the witch's legs. Yeah. So if we got to add batteries to them, because they do the shake thing. Should we discuss the, uh, they, they shake? They shake. <laughs> no. 1297. 12, 12, 30 inches tall, wearing <laughs> heels, and it shakes. Oh, With buckles. funny. I know. Aren't those just awesome? Yes. I love them. They are. Absolutely. You guys have such great Halloween decorations. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of ho- neat Halloween stuff. Yes. Really, really, really cool. Yes. And, and I might add uh, that Christmas is starting to sneak in. And anybody who who knows Prairie Gardens very well, or at least I've noticed, the uh, the feed bag pillows go so quickly <laughs> that, it, that I like to get one every year. Yeah. And I, I've learned that as soon as you see them, get, get it. Better get it while you can, get man, because right they are going to be sold out. Get right on it. <laughs> but yeah, Christmas is slowly creeping into Prairie Gardens because you are totally Christmas. And uh, in the meantime, you have great Halloween and Thanksgiving decorations as well, or just autumn. And, and yeah. then spring. We're, we're yeah. completely loaded here for the fall season. Yeah, yeah. And, it's really cool. And spring. And You're right, spring. because of the bulbs. Yeah. These are spring flowering bulbs that are planted in the fall. That's so. a hard concept, but think ahead. So Plan ahead. We usually say wait till after the 1st of October with the soil temperatures to cool down a little bit. If you're going to plant, right? Yeah. If you're going to buy, you might as well get them right now, well, like you said, like we, when we still have them. Yes. Because they do start going fast. Yes, they do. But the, the variety of, of colors that you have on display right now, it, it, with all of the varieties that you have, just incredible. The narcissus, the tulips, the hyacinths. So, Marianne, you yeah. got to come in and look so at them. If I was going to do some uh, shrub planting, yes, after it dries out, just a little bit here uh-huh. in a few days, maybe, yeah, see what happens. Uh, those burning bush that you have out there at forty uh, percent off would yes. probably catch my eye. Oh, those are really awesome, aren't they? Yeah, and as far as fall planting, almost, I could even probably say this. Any container grown tree or shrub would be perfect to plant in the fall. Yes, absolutely, Um, across the board. Yeah, there's a few varieties of uh, things that are in the ground that would not be best dug in the fall. So some oaks and some red buds and some things like that that if they're out in the field, if you will, would be better uh, from a survivability, livability standpoint if they were dug in the spring. But anything that was grown in a container, which is 90% of what we offer out there, is going to be great to plant in the fall. And there's so many benefits to planting in the fall compared to the spring in terms of getting off to a good start, being a little bit less stressful for the plant because it's easier for you to keep up with watering and get it established before you get into the hot, dry, tough times. And the root zone can be twice as big next spring, next going into the summer, if you were to plant this fall as it it possibly is now if you take good care of it. So can I ask you? Yes. If you were planting, say, those burning bush. Yeah. What would you do for, from a soil prep standpoint, from a siding it standpoint, anything oh, else? You know what? I'm so glad you asked that because well, thank so- you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, soil <laughs> prep is probably the most important thing you can do in the garden. Um, in fact, I believe there was a uh, uh, Brian Pankow did a, a thing in uh, the News Gazette this morning about uh, sustaining a, uh, a sustainable garden and lawn, and soil preparation, good soil quality is 
the most important thing you can do to develop that sustainable garden. So compost, 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 compost. Um, incorporating that into your soil. Um, where you're going to plant if you if you can't do a whole if you're not doing a whole bed into the planting side if you're doing a whole bed just do the whole bed you know get some compost and do the whole bed but incorporating that in so it, it's uh, loose and friable and it doesn't happen overnight you know sometimes it, if depending on the quality of your soil it, it, it can take years to get your soil right but start get started on it at least so that's what I would do first and then site well it sometimes takes me a couple of years to develop exactly where I want something because already the things that I planted this spring, I'm thinking, boy, I should have planted that over there. So <laughs> it's important, especially trees and shrubs, because it... And, and by over there, she means, I wish I would have moved that six inches over. I would never Eight do that. Eight inches over. I yeah, would never right. do that. I would. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, liar, liar, pants on fire. Um but yeah, that being said, would you want to transplant it in the fall then before winter comes in or leave it alone while the roots are kind of set? Like Steve was talking about, it depends on the, what kind of plant it is. Some plants don't want to be disturbed in the fall. Most are okay with that. But wait until they're pretty good and dormant. I would do, do it in the next four or five weeks. I'd probably wait until um, maybe late October and then through November. And sometimes I've even done that kind of thing in December, yeah. as we well know. Um, so it just... And watch the soil. You don't want it to be real wet. So like today, um, boy, I'm so hard glad it's raining like it is. It's so beautiful. So yeah, let it settle. Uh, make sure it's not uh, really wet so you don't compact everything. But um, e- e- even then, you know, going if you're digging it up, I still throw compost into where I've been digging. Because I know someday there's going to be something planted there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I wait till it's dormant. If it's a tree and shrub. Perennials, that's a different story. I think perennials, I, I move almost all year long. Okay. And then mulch. Mulch okay. is very important. Okay. So, so back to the fall containers. Yeah. If you were to switch and switch some things out, and part of the switching some things out might be discarding or composting what you choose to pull out and saying, I'm, I'm moving on, I'm done with it. Part of it might be saying, well, I really enjoyed that plant. I want to try and get that plant to overwinter. Huh. Um, some things they might take into consideration and things they might do to find a site to try and get it to survive, whether they go into the state of semi-dormancy like you're talking about or whether yeah. they try and have it alive and, and doing its thing more actively, if you will, and making the most of it in a situation inside the house. Treating for insects, whatever they need to do. Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Thanks. (laughs) So if it's it's grown on its own and not in part of a combination, so say if it's a hibiscus bush or something like that, and you don't have it mixed in a pot or container with other plants, I think the big consideration is to, you know, do I have a site to possibly get through the winter, and can I physically handle it? Inside the house. Exactly. That's and usually an th- issue. And that might include the container itself, yeah. whether it's a large ceramic pot and heavy or whether it's in a lighter weight plastic pot. Uh, can I can I do that? Can I have a saucer below it to accommodate any water yeah. overfill? I mean, is this going to be an enjoyable thing or is this going to be a hassle? Yeah, and, and exactly. Kind of probably deciding that first. Yeah. So I've got a couple of hibiscus that I normally don't bother uh-huh. to try and overwinter, but I've enjoyed them so much this summer. Awesome. I'm considering I'm, it I'm eh, almost there <laughs> i'm almost there so uh they happen to be in ceramic pots Uh-oh. and they're in large ceramic pots that i do not want to 
uh, try and horse and bring inside the house yeah. or into a, a garage or a shed. So I'm going to have to pull these things out and put them in a lighter weight plastic pot. Yeah. So I don't have to do that immediately, but I need to probably start doing that. Yeah. And the advantage to doing it <clears throat> today, for example, would be is if I have the time and if I want to use those pots and containers for some fall color. So I could pop these hibiscus out, and then I could go ahead and use those same pots or containers and mix in the mums and the kale and the cabbage and the yeah. asters and the pansies and all this fun stuff that we're talking about here and enjoy that then for the next couple months. While these plants have been safely transplanted into some plastic, whether I leave them outside now for another week or two or three, or whether I Ish. start to bring them inside uh, and get going. So one thing you have to worry about is, do I have the right environment for it? Am I going to go dormancy, exactly. semi-dormancy, or am I going to try and go in a bright window and maybe a grow light or whatever else it might be? I have to talk, think about bugs and pests yep. that possibly are coming inside the house. Because typically most bugs almost prosper more inside the home oh, than yeah. they do outside. Because oh, they yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. as many things bothering them. Exactly. You know, oh, yeah. whether it's disease on the bugs themselves and keeping the reproduction rates down. Yep. or Spiders. Uh, yeah, or... moisture and all these things that might keep them at bay a little bit more inside the house. They're going to flourish. And so when we're talking about insect control, first thing to do is probably scout. Look to see if you think you even have a problem. Yeah. Uh, white fly, mealybug, aphids, scale would probably be the four most common yes. insects. They're all sucking insects where they, they feed on the plant. And we talk about well, how do I get rid of them. And there's a three-pronged approach is best. And if you can't do all three, to use at least two of them to try and do it. And one is a physical removal, knock the population down, whether you're washing the plant off with soapy water and a rag or a towel or... If you're really detailed, I suppose, a Q-tip, but that doesn't really happen with me. Uh, you know, spraying them off, wiping them down, whatever you can to do f to physically remove as much stuff as possible. And the another thing after that would be to consider some sort of contact insecticide. Yes. Whether it's an insecticidal soap or whether it's something else that's listed for houseplants that might have a py pyrethrin in it or some other thing that's relatively mild and safe for you to use. And I think if you can have the right conditions to go ahead and apply that outside, yes. you know, certainly no wind and stuff like that, yeah. it's better than if you're trying to imply, apply it inside the home. Oh, for sure. And then the third approach would be to use a systemic granule in the soil mm -hmm. so the plant will absorb that and translocate up throughout the plant. And again, ideally, I think you would do these things outside just before you bring it in. Yeah. So in my particular case... If they're in ceramic pots and I want to put them in some plastic pots or something else that I can more easily handle, I would probably go ahead and transplant them, leave them outside, and then start that treatment. Exactly. After yeah. I've transplanted them. Yep. But I, I think what you said at, at the first is that the size of the container and the plant is really a big issue for most people. I've, I've had plants that have done so well outside in the summertime. That getting them back inside is just impossible. Yeah. I mean, that yes. little 18-inch tall by 18-inch wide hibiscus that you bought for 11.97 yeah. isn't that size anymore. You're right. <laughs> and, and the outdoors is typically a lot much larger scale than the indoors. Yeah. And so you don't realize how large it really is until all of a sudden you're bringing uh, it through the door. That's your yeah. first clue. Exactly. Oh, it won't fit through the door. <laughs> but it's always safe to prune most of those things and it's like pruning anything else you just want to take it down to a size that's manageable for the winter you okay. know it's it's uh 
it's an issue. I even I I would usually put them in my potting shed because I keep that at a minimum temperature for for tropicals, which is about 55 degrees, and getting them all in there really required pruning everything. So because I had I used to keep so many things in the potting shed in the winter time. I've I've tried to get away from that, that. but (laughs) (laughs) I can completely understand that. Getting them inside in a ceramic pot, (laughs) you just you know you plant in plastic and put down in your ceramic. Yeah. I'm starting to learn that one. Yeah. Especially on the larger ones. Yeah, especially. Um, Discussing winterizing and the ceramic pots themselves. Yeah. What should I be doing to stop them from freezing or breaking or if if I'm going to leave them outdoors? Well, again, you've got a couple of options. The first one would be to move to Florida. And you'd never go through the <laughs> free sauce cycle. <laughs> and I, I think there are certainly people that um, keep ceramic pots outside, but you, it, having soil in them is one of the bigger issues, and not having good drainage underneath is, is uh, not a good thing. So you need to have something, have it raised up off the ground so that it, uh, water can flow through it easily, but not raised up so there's a lot of air circulation under it. So there's kind of a fine line. I know people that put huh. plastic over them, take everything out of them, put plastic bags over them. Um, turn them upside down. Just there's a, there's several different options, or take them into your potting shed. Okay. Yeah. But it, the main thing is don't let them fill up with water and ice and snow, and then well, it, and it'll vary a little bit with the pot where they're made, what type of clay they use, how what heat temperatures they were fired with in the kiln. I think there's a lot hmm. of factors. Um, typically, we would find most of the ceramic containers that we sell that perhaps came from Vietnam or from China are pretty darn durable. And and I think Marianne and I have both had them sitting outside. Um, you know, sometimes I might have a crack develop after three or five years, and sometimes I may not have a crack develop until 12 or 15 or years, or maybe wow. I never yeah. have one. Exactly. And, oh, good. And so I don't think you have to be worried about it immediately. Some of the pots fired in Malaysia, I think, historically haven't been um, at the temperatures as the one, other ones, but I think they're getting better. Um, the clay-type pots don't have a chance in heck. They're going to crack that no, first year and flake off terracotta. Pots? No, don't do it. Okay. Won't, won't make it work. So I think you have to decide what type it is first. But yeah. for the most part, it's all about can I handle it physically and am I going to enjoy it? Is it going to work for me? And if I have a large, heavy ceramic container, I'm not going to move that sucker inside and out. Okay, good. And I'm not going to put a plastic bag over it because it's usually by the front door, and yeah, I'm, that's right. not what I want to look at. <laughs> yeah, so, looks kind so of dorky. Yeah. I would do one of a couple of things personally. I would, depending upon how I'm using it going into the holiday season, if I have, a f- have if I have mums and ornamental peppers and whatever, I'm going to water it and take care of the plants and not worry about it. Um, and then I'm probably going to transition into uh, some evergreens for the holiday season after that and at that point the best thing i would recommend would be to follow marianne's advice about having a plastic pot inside the ceramic pot so maybe at that point after the mums and that kind of stuff is over maybe i'm going to put a plastic dig out to some of the soil put a plastic container in there and then i'm going to fill that plastic container back with soil and i'll put after thanksgiving i'll put the pine boughs spruce tips and and these things inside this plastic container and i'll water it a little bit just to help keep them fresh and moist, but I'm not going to water it a ton. Okay. I'll water it a little bit. And as soon as the holiday is over, I'm probably going to lift that um, plastic pot out. 
I will have naturally created a hole inside this pot, if you will. I, it's not going to be stuffed to the gill. So if there is any freezing, thawing kind of stuff and expansion with freezing, I think it's less apt to stress the pot yep. and okay. crack the pot. Uh, if I want to at that point, I could, I suppose I could fill it back up with soil and crown it off or do something to help repel the moisture. If I could scooch it underneath and overhang a little bit more so it had less better. snow and rain accumulation. But if you can keep the soil as dry as you possibly can, I think you have a much better chance of, of putting off that potential crack, if you will, with the freezing thawing inside yep. there. Yeah. So I get, you have to do what works for you cosmetically. But number one, if I'm buying these large ceramic pots to be something I'm really going to enjoy, I like them empty even in oh, the winter. Sure. I think they're gorgeous structures, yes. and it's a neat compliment to the, to the house architecture. Um, I'm, I'm not going to move them and relocate them. I'm going to enjoy them for what they are. I have a ceramic pot that must be four feet tall mm -hmm. and probably two and a half feet wide. It's wow. just a huge, huge pot. I've never planted anything in it. It sits in my front yard. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get into it. Oh, you can't. <laughs> it's like your whole body has to go into yes. it. So I did tip it over one time to see how far I had to get in to, to reach the bottom. And it's, it's pretty much all of, all of me, right. you know, the upside down witch's so, legs. Right. That's exactly. That's, look. Oh, that's what I'll do out. with them. Yeah. Okay. Go. So it's been sitting outside for Easily ten years. Wow! And and, and you looking down inside of it, I don't see any cracks or anything going on. But I did put a gravel bed underneath it. Mm -hmm. It's sitting right on that gravel bed, oh. and there's a hole in the bottom. It drains. Um, nice. Yeah, you, you can get away with it. Certainly, I think I Good. remember John saying he had a decorative pot out on the corner of his yard. Um, that was an icon when you're driving down that street. Everybody enjoyed <laughs> that that container. Um, he left it there. Oh. All, 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 all 12 months of the year, and I think, I don't know, I that's think he did neat. really leave it there. <laughs> wow, that's so, neat. Yeah. Three five six nine three nine seven. This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You have the uh, Taste of Fall uh, special fundraiser for CASA coming up on Friday night, and joining us on the phone right now is Mike Hale. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Tamara. How are you? I, I feel bad because... I usually sleep till about 7.15 or 7.30 on Saturday, and I woke up and I go, <laughs> oh, no. oh, my gosh, I forgot the show is on at 7. <laughs> That's quite all right. Well, actually, I'm, I'm laughing because beforehand we were, because Mike Hale, by the way, is uh, on the board for CASA, so he can tell us a little more about it. But, Mike, I have to laugh because before we, I texted you, uh, Steve and I were discussing having you on the show and i said do you think he's up and then both of us went oh he's up <laughs> he's used this to getting up yeah right <laughs> this is the one day that i sleep till seven o'clock oh, uh, seven crazy wild hair oh, wow right. <laughs> sorry to ruin First your all, no no problem but this I, I want to talk plant experts things for one second first before we talk about casa but uh i gotta thank Steve and the team, because 18 years ago on this radio show, they taught me how to water our lawn. I don't do that. Awesome. <laughs> My wife does. But when you guys talked about how to water the lawn, my guess is we probably saved $100 a year in awesome. water spent on watering the lawn by wow. understanding, hey, you know, put an inch down. If you put an inch down or you put an inch and a half down when you water the lawn, uh, it, it, it's going it, it, it's, 
going to save you money rather than sporadically putting the hose out for two hours here and two hours there. So, yeah, you've saved us a lot of money. Thank you. Yay. Yay. Cool. Somebody listened. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, you guys were talking about composting earlier, and I think it was somebody over there that told us you can't put compost down too many times in the course of the year. We're, we've got a brand-new tree that we are uh, we are nurturing. It's a little uh, two-foot tree right now that we're nurturing, and uh, we were told, hey, fresh compost down several times a year and the tree will thank you and i'm sure it will yes absolutely it's our friend yep that's me <laughs> so coming up friday okay. night prairie gardens is having a taste of fall special event it's a bit of a private event so you need to rsvp it is so private right? but we're hoping we'll have hundreds of people there right and we expect that and uh there's a five dollar donation at the door that 100 percent of that is going to casa and Mike, tell us a little bit about CASA. Well, CASA is a court-appointed special advocates program that uh, began, well, we're going to be celebrating our 25th year wow. next year. And uh, it's, uh, it's an organization that um, a lot of people don't know about. In fact, when I got uh, in touch with this group and uh, Robin Taylor had talked to me about this group, I had no idea what they did but what they do is literally life and death because it's uh, they're a voice in the system for abused and neglected children we have an unbelievable team of volunteer advocates that step up and work hand in hand with social surgeons social service agencies um, and, and really are a voice for these children as they navigate their way through what you would not want to wish any child to have to go through. And uh, That's got to be so hard for these. I was just going to say it's got to be hard for the children because they don't have their parents necessarily to help them out. So that's especially exactly. why CASA would be important. Well, and... And, and the thing is that, you know, the advocates can, uh, can make a huge difference because they can make recommendations to the court system. They can, our, our child welfare, welfare system is so overburdened and, uh, you know, things slip through the cracks. So with a CASA advocate looking out and being a voice for these children in various different social service agencies and through the court system to be a voice and to make a recommendation is, uh, uh, it's unbelievable. It's a job that uh, our advocates are, are unbelievable. It's a job I could not do. Uh, our, our advocates are, I, I can't say enough and I can't say enough about our, our staff is incredible. And, uh, Steve, Thanks on behalf of our board and our staff and our volunteers. Thank you so much for uh, for making Casa the beneficiary of Taste of Fall this week. Oh, it's thank you, Mike. It's certainly our pleasure to participate. And again, I think the the hats off certainly to not only the staff at Champaign County Casa, but the volunteers and and you hear some of the stories and how it's impacted their lives in terms of 
focusing on the kids and and you know you know most of us are very very lucky that we're not aware personally of of this whole thing That's an excellent and, point. and and then so you you get exposed to it and you find out what some of these poor kids are going through and these these families are going through and the difference that these volunteers are making real differences in somebody's life and like you said life or death differences or wow i i'm going to end up having a good life versus i don't have a chance in life exactly. uh, it makes all you the know, difference in the world what happens to you as a child obviously can have an effect on you the rest of your life and of course. Uh, but anyway thanks for doing this guys hey thanks mike for joining us we appreciate it so you can go to casaforkids.org if you want to find more about casa and again prairie gardens is hosting a taste of all private event next friday evening go from 6 to, to 8. uh yeah go to uh, the prairie gardens uh facebook page you'll find out more about it and there's a great link and thanks for linking uh Casa uh, on your Facebook page. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us Thanks. this morning, Mike. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys. Appreciate okay. it. Okay. Hope you can Bye-bye. take a little nap. Yeah, seriously. Bye bye. Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. You know, I could tell that Mike was starting to get a little bit choked up. Yes. And listening to it, I was starting to get uh, a bit teary eyed. It's so hard sometimes to know that this is happening. And if there's nothing you can do, there is something you can do. Yes. Well, you and can again, make a donation. In most cases, you can't just paint a broad brush and think you can solve every problem. But I can tell you, yeah. if you can take it a life at a time, yes. you can make a real difference. And that's yeah. what they do. Yeah. So, Taste of Fall, this Friday night. 6 to 8 p.m. Go to prairiegardens.com to find out more details. Or go to Prairie Gardens Facebook page to find out more details. You can... RSVP, $5 donation to get in the door. 100% of that's going to go to Prairie Gar- to uh, CASA. 100% going to CASA, not Prairie Gardens by any means. Right. And then we're donating 10% of our sales that evening also to CASA. And, again, lots of great free fall food tastings, demos, decorating ideas, uh, refreshments. It's just going to be a fun, fun evening. Yes, so it's from 6 to 8 p.m. this coming Friday. But you need to RSVP here in the next couple of days and make sure you have space for you have right. fun for a good cause yep yes terrific um yeah again thank you guys for doing that for casa it's really it's a wonderful uh program for you to be supporting well and Appreciate we have a couple it. of volunteers here that work here who i think are taste testing the sangria mixes and to make sure they can get that fine-tuned tough, just right tough job for that next somebody's friday do it. oh yeah. thank you so much for doing that so i can't <laughs> wait to taste the sangria friday night yeah <laughs> All right, I know that uh, in the memo I got from Sam, she said you're going to have some new houseplants coming in soon. Oh, any moment now. Yeah. Seriously. Literally. Well, you already this, have so many back there yeah, already. Yeah, it's true. Nice and This weekend, we're getting another shipment, and it'll be fabulous. We worked, uh, three or four of us worked really hard getting a, a group of plants together. It's just, Susan does such a great job. It'll be fun. Oh, yes, I love getting does. in houseplants. It's just fun. Yes. You have one back there that I took a photo of, I'm looking up real quickly, that uh, was just so chartreuse green. Chartreuse. That one. Oh, lemon coral. Lemon coral. The sedum. Oh, it's a sedum. It's the 2019 annual of the year. Thank you very much. Yep. It is stunning. It glows, does it not? Yes. Mixed in some of these fall containers, it would be fabulous. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. It's such a beautiful light green, just truly pops with that 
kind of almost a yellow green. Yeah. And great great texture. Yeah, it Completely is. Completely different than almost any of the foliage type One plants. Of the great ground cover things that actually spills over the edge of your pot and just has that splash of color. Just a great plant. Great is, texture. Is that something that can overwinter outdoors if we no. were to plant it in the ground? If you live in Florida. Okay, good to know. <laughs> Again, Florida. <laughs> no, it's its own seven plant, so. Okay. But indoors. All right, great. Well, uh, keep in mind, again, chrysanthemums. Garden mums. Gorgeous colors we've out a, here. We've got a few. Four ninety seven, Thousands and thousands yep. and thousands. Seven ninety seven and up. All fabulous. Yeah. And also, Color. all sorts of great deals going on. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. You're yes. welcome. New flyer insert tomorrow's News Gazette. Woohoo! And also, you go to prairiegardens.com tomorrow if you want to take a look at it. Woohoo. Check it out. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. This has been Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens with experts Marianne Metz and Steve Brown. A big thanks to Blake Landa, our producer. I'm Tamara McDaniel. We have Saturday Sports Talk up next here on Newstalk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. And, as always, go Illini!